From WSCFM and HD1 Columbia, I'm Isaac Lawson. And I'm Lydia Blackstone. This is Politically Inclined from WUSC News. Coming up on this week's show, the race to see who will be the next governor of South Carolina is already starting for the 2022 election. While incumbent Henry McMaster is receiving support from notable politicians like Tim Scott, some challengers for his seat have arised. We'll discuss what's to come in the Palmetto State's governor election. Plus, First Lady Jill Biden made an unannounced trip down here in Columbia, South Carolina yesterday to honor a local pastor and friend of the First Lady. We'll share the details as well as talk about some of our favorite and most active and notable First Ladies through the years. The news is first. Live from WUSC News, I'm Logan Rogers. Former Secretary of State and General Colin Powell passed away today at the age of 84 due to COVID-19 complications. Powell had served in the military from the early days of the Vietnam War through the first Iraq War and was the nation's first black national secretary advisor, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and the Secretary of State. President Biden said in a statement, quote, Colin embodied the highest ideals of both warrior and diplomat. He was committed to our nation's strength and security above all. Biden also ordered flags to be lowered in Powell's honor through Friday. Atlanta-based developer Creative Culinary Ventures announced on Monday that the old Chapel of Hope Church building on Pickens Street will be transformed into the, secret- into the Sanctuary Food Hall. Planned to open in 2023, Sanctuary Food Hall is envisioned to be a 19,000-square-foot hub for local and regional beverage businesses to open their own brick-and-mortar locations and expects to house between 15 to 20 vendors of various sizes. There will also be space for outdoor dining, live music, events, and private gatherings. The COVID-19 dashboard has been updated as cases continue to decrease on campus. There are, there are currently 34 positive COVID-19 cases, 27 students and 7 faculty and staff members, bringing the percent positive to 0.8%. 66.6% of students and 75.9% of faculty are fully vaccinated. Saliva testing and vaccinations are available through the university. Stocks today have the Dow Jones down by 36 points, the NASDAQ up 124 points, and the S&P 500 up 15 points. It's currently 72 degrees outside with a low of 45 tonight. Tomorrow will bring more clear skies with a high of 78 and a low of 50. For WUSC News, I'm Logan Rogers. You're listening to Politically Inclined from WUSC News. Governor McMaster is up for re-election in the November 2022 South Carolina governor election. And while some feel that 2022 is far off, McMaster, as well as his opponents, are already at work to see who will be the leader of the Palmetto State. Isaac, let's talk about some of these candidates. Let's talk about what's already going on. I know that it is far out in the sense of it's a year away, but we're about to see a lot of campaigns, right? Yeah, it's never too early to start looking at the governor elections. And the interesting thing is all the states have governor election in different years. You never know when it's going to hit. You can't just associate all the states with each year. And so for South Carolina, it's going to be coming up next year. Uh, You can already see some of the Democratic candidates coming up, and there's some fairly 
recognizable names. Uh, one of the ones that sticks out that we definitely need to talk about is Joe Cunningham. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he, uh, he was in the House of Representatives for that 2019-2020 uh, period, and then he lost the reelection To in, Nancy Mace, who we've actually had on the show before. Right, right. And so that's one that we can definitely look at. He's got a lot of younger people that are going to support him, and he's got an early political campaign, and he already has something on his resume that's going to help him out. Uh, coming a little bit closer to home, though, is Mia McLeod, who is the South Carolina Senate, and before that, she was in the uh, South Carolina House of Representatives, representing the state rather than the federal. And then one name that pops up is Gary Votour. He's somebody that I don't know a lot about, but I will be happy to watch and see how he progresses and campaigns for himself. He's already got a, a website up to explain his campaign and explain what he's fighting for or explain his platform primarily being Medicaid. He wants to focus on Medicare and Medicaid within the state of South Carolina. And of course, this is going to be a very different governor election because we've not had a governor election since COVID and everything's different. So of course, we're going to have to look at what a lot of people that are going to be voting are going to be looking at is, do I like the way McMaster handled it? Do I not like the way he handled it? And voting basing off that now because we've seen how much more that people are realizing how local government and state government really impact them when it comes to like regulation on that. Right. So that will be something that voters will have to use as a deciding factor in this election. And, you know, we have an incumbent. We have Henry McMaster. But we have, I mean, we have some fresh faces to politics like these three that you've talked about. Um, of course, Joe Cunningham, he served before on um, on Congress. But this is different for him. This is governor. So it would be interesting to see for sure. Yeah, he's definitely going to bring a different platform. And I love how you mentioned how McMaster is going to incorporate how he's handled COVID and how that's going to affect it. Not only is he going to talk about or people are going to bring up how he handled COVID, but how he's going to progress and do it in the future or how each candidate is preparing for anything that happens in the future. And their platforms right now, if you ask people, they're going to include uh, policies on immigration like we talked about two weeks ago, uh, policies on economics, importations, how to improve the economic and business stance of the state of South Carolina, and how can we bring businesses in. Uh, so that's always something to consider. And one thing that I love about this is it is early to start looking at the governor election, but... Henry McMaster has not tipped his hat in, and that's partly because he's an incumbent. Mm -hmm. And with him having his name recognizable, he's already going to have the Republican platform, which brings up the next topic of Scott, Tim Scott. He was uh, one of the ones that I'm not going to say endorsed. That's not the well, right word both, to use. Endorsed might not be more of a nod to him right. in the sense of, I mean— McMaster had endorsed Tim Scott. Right. Um, and I think that Tim Scott also said this is the candidate that I would put forward um, because him being the only Republican running, he is the incumbent. I mean, there may be right. other challengers, but he'll have that Republican um, presence. So I think that when, I mean, you see people in the state, if you're a, like, I know a lot of voters, they'll say, oh, I respect his opinion. Right. I'm going to vote this way. And he's actually going to be a special guest at one of the fundraiser events for McMaster. So it kind of hints at how well he's going to support his reelection. And one thing I like to know is, Keep in mind, Tim Scott is coming into a re-election year as well. For sure. So with him coming in, wanting to support the governor, 
it's going to be interesting to see how the governor is also going to back the senator right now. Do we now. see an alliance forming it's gonna in the election year? It's going to be interesting to look at, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a lot moving around in South Carolina politics. And, I mean, I personally am just excited for the state legislator to be in session and to see the bills up this year and to see what gets done um, in this second year of this general assembly. Oh, get a firsthand experience, too, right? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, after this break, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the first lady coming down here to South Carolina. Carolina. So that is not something that you want to miss. You're listening to Politically Inclined. First Lady Jill Biden made a trip to Soda City yesterday to honor a friend and local pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles B. Jackson, commemorating his 50th year anniversary at Brooklyn Baptist Church. So let's talk a little bit. So, Lydia, tell me about the First Lady's connection to the Jackson family here in Columbia. So it was a surprise trip. It wasn't on her calendar or anything. It's just she decided to come. So she actually um, was a longtime prayer partners with his wife. Um, so that's kind of an interesting connection there is um, it, it, it had said that sh- she became close with him after Bo, their son's passing right. um, in prayer partners with her. And she came down to Columbia to visit uh, their church and commemorating 50 years. It's always exciting when you have somebody big come to right. not little Columbia because we're up there. Well, but it's a hometown feeling, you know, absolutely. The, uh, the first lady coming down just to but it was where you're residing. We didn't even know. So, right. So exciting. Jill Biden, of course being um, the first lady and many other things. She's a teacher. She's a doctor. Um, so there's she's a lot going on. She's got a good resume. <laughs> she does have a good resume. She, uh, Her and her husband both both have done a lot. Um, but it's very interesting. We talk about first ladies. I kind of want to break down. You yourself have every single president memorized. I try to. I try um, to. As any host of Politically Inclined should. I mean, you get to top me on that because I do not know all the presidents. <laughs> um, but I do know a thing or two about the first ladies. Well, um, that's what I got to learn is the first ladies list. <laughs> Absolutely. So we, let's break down some of our favorites. Not favorites, but just notable ones, what they've done. Um, we were joking before we went on air that um, we did not know anything about politics in elementary school. Yeah. But when Michelle Obama had the health initiative for us, we knew things about politics because right. all of our Cinnabons were taken out of right. the vending when, machine. When you start <laughs> looking at politics at a young age, you start looking at that one thing. I the remember things specific- you care about. I'm like, do dogs, do dogs, what if, what, what are the dog laws? Yeah, like, and you know? while, while it was a good initiative, I'm looking back on it, this was a good initiative for a first lady to take up. But at the age of eight, I didn't like walking up to the table and seeing all the sugar cans of how much sugar is in strawberry milk or how much sugar is in chocolate milk. It was so and funny for us because me and Isaac, fun fact, actually went to elementary school together. Yeah. So we were joking that when we when we would get Brewster Tuesdays or whatever, those got shut down. So that was kind of our first taste at knowing who the first lady was because right. Obama was president when we were I want to say like eight maybe right we it, were was, young. it was 2008 so it was around that time of being seven or eight years old Absolutely. and so seeing her as first lady progress into Obama's second term and the platforms that she was taking on then um it's been interesting to see her come along and us come along with her. And I'm pretty sure that she's going to be doing a collaboration with Netflix to try and do some type of teaching for younger people. So. Interesting. It's funny. Each Every single first lady kind of has their own thing that they want to work on during their time. And Michelle Obama's was childhood obesity. So that was her platform. Right. And Jill Biden's being a little bit more education. She's a teacher. Um, we've seen all, all sorts of different ones. But I do have to ask, in different aspects, who's been one of some of your 
your most notable first ladies for oh, you? Oh, goodness. Well, it's real difficult to look at. It's so easy to look at the people that have been closer to your time period. But Absolutely. we got to start with the original. Let's talk about Martha Washington. <laughs> I mean, she had to. Oh, my goodness. I thought you were going to bring it back to, like, Jackie O or something. You no, we're, we're going to have Washington. To, we're going to have to bring it back a little bit further. Marcia Was- Martha Washington <laughs> well, set the time. precedent <laughs> for what a first lady should do, Absolutely. how a first lady should act. And. There's some interesting first ladies when you start looking back historically. I mean, oh, yeah. one of the most interesting ones that I would say kind of set a different tone to being a first lady was Rachel Jackson. Rachel Jackson, actually, when she married Andrew Jackson, she eloped from a previous marriage to be with <laughs> Andrew Jackson. So that's a fun <laughs> fact for you today. And so bringing it back into more relevant people, I'd say one of the first people that you look at as having first lady qualities is Eleanor Roosevelt, Mm, Uh, how she was supportive towards FDR and how she was willing to help him not only as a wife, but as a delegate and as a person that was going to stand up and say, hey, I need to do these things for my husband and for our country because he's unable to travel. Let me be the diplomat. Let me travel to all these other areas and act as a representative for the United States. And it kind of sets the president to what first ladies do today. And who knows? I mean, we have our first female vice president so and we see a is it second second gentleman is well what it, they call it, it? it'd be the first gentleman first gentleman if we did have one but it's just i think it's so important that um even if there we had a single president that wasn't married i love the having the first family in the white house i love that um idea of just you know working together towards that goal but it was right. very unique that we had miss first lady down here in columbia now who are you looking towards as a first lady that you have that I aspirations admire. Well, and admirations I think, for. I, I don't think there's been a first lady that I don't admire for the level of uh, work and success and um, class and dignity you have to have as the first lady. But it, it depends, okay, on style, because that matters to me. Uh, I mean, Melania Trump killed it. Just on Special style, in your heart. killed it with the style. But Jackie O will always be a classy lady who went through a lot um, losing right. her husband. And I just admire that in so many ways. But, of course, we wanted to highlight those ladies, those important ladies. And, of course, we want to let you know here at WUSC that we are currently in the middle of a fall crowdfunding campaign as a nonprofit student-run station. Each year, we need to raise $14,000 to maintain our operations and to keep us on air. Our goal for this semester is to crowdfund $5,000, and we need the help of all of our amazing listeners to reach it. WSC means a lot to me because of this show, Isaac, all the people that I get to be with each week. Um, and we would really appreciate any donations that you're able to make. To donate, you can go to WUSC.FM and click the Donate tab. If you want to hear more about what the station means to me, you can also call me on air and contact the <laughs> station on our website. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you for listening tonight to Politically Inclined. Yeah, make sure to tune in each Monday at 6 for a discussion on the biggest political news. Politically Inclined is a production by WSC News and is produced by Chelsea Bynes. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at WSC underscore news and on Twitter at WSC News. The music for Politically Inclined is called Fluffy by Smith the Mister. You can go find other news shows and WSC News podcast at garnetmediagroup.org. From WSC News in Columbia, I'm Isaac Lawson. And I'm Lydia Blackstone. We'll see you next week.